SCORE Innovation Podcast. Welcome everyone to the SCORE Innovation Podcast channel for a new property and casualty episode. My name is Will Bird, PNC Ventures Associate. And with me today is Will Thorne, Head of PNC Ventures and Dana Cullen, PNC Ventures Associate. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. Let's dive into today's topic and update on SCORE PNC Ventures. So to kick things off, and maybe we'll start with you, Will, just would love to hear your perspective on kind of what's the reason for existence of, of PNC Ventures? What are we for and, and what do we do and what are our thesis areas? Yeah, thanks, Will. Uh, PNC Ventures is part of SCORE's PNC Partners business unit. And PNC Partners brings together our product development and innovation, alternative solutions, alternative capital, underwriting management, and ventures teams. So in other words, all of the teams who add value to SCORE's clients uh, on top of the normal reinsurance and insurance underwriting practices. And that goes across reinsurance and specialty insurance. And it's totally agnostic to where those clients may be or the, uh, the lines that the clients operate in. And within all of those business units, the two teams that focus on the early stages of the product and company lifecycle are ventures and product development and innovation. Ventures responsibilities are for our investments and partnerships with early stage companies, companies which have been uh, formed only recently and are typically venture backed and with some kind of technology angle. We invest in two types of companies, uh, firstly in what we call the insurers of the future, and these are MGAs and distribution companies, uh, and in some cases even full stack carriers, working across many different lines of businesses. So from personal lines to commercial lines to specialty lines, and again on a global basis. And in this area of business, we tend to invest at either seed, so in the first institutional funding round, or in series A. And we form a uh, commercial partnership in the vast majority of cases. And then, the second type of business we invest in is software solutions, services, and uh, data sources, which are valuable either to insurers or to the other types of clients that SCORE's specialty insurance arm works with. Uh, and this could be in the energy sector or in heavy industry. And one recent example there would be a partnership that we've just formed with a company called Sensei, working on preventative and predictive maintenance. We've got a team of five people uh, in ventures. Uh, sitting across the, the US, the UK and Asia. And what we're looking to do in the next two or three years is expand our mission. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through. But maybe to give you a, a different perspective, Dana, you just joined the team coming from a completely different uh, background, having started in life and then having to live with me, I suppose, in the last two years in product development and innovation. Uh, interested to get your perspective. 
Yeah, so I um, I started my career at SCORE uh, in the life reinsurance side. Um, and so I worked for about four years um, in the longevity division where I was building models to uh, price mortality risk. But uh, after after deciding the actuarial path wasn't the right route for me, I, I jumped over to the innovation side on SCORE's PNC division. And, you know, here I've been, I've been working for the past few years to develop and build capacity partner relationships with early stage insure techs and have, have now shifted to full time to the ventures team. But I think one of um, the things that, that makes us really unique in the market um, is that SCORE Ventures is so connected to the business units. So we think it's it's really important to ensure that our activities align with the core business needs. And to make sure that we're doing this effectively, um, we liaise and speak with relevant colleagues um, across SCORE's hubs to make sure that what we're doing is relevant to what they need, what their clients need, um, and ensure that we can scout companies that will fulfill those needs effectively. So we've covered the what in terms of what is the purpose of ventures, but we'd really like to dig into to the why, kind of um, what are our underlying core beliefs that um, kind of drive our activities? Great question. Um, when we first got going, we, we had this set of ideas and those ideas, again, were, were pretty simple. Firstly, we saw that there was a, a good conjunction of a massive set of changes in technology availability and also in capital availability that we thought would lead to what we ended up calling the, the customers of the future. And I, I think we've seen that, you know, with a, a mixed array of success, there's definitely been an, uh, the we've seen the arrival, if you like, of a series of new MGAs and carriers in a, a huge range of different classes, and whether you know they're developing fantastic underwriting results or not, it, you you can't really argue that there has been a genuine impact to the end consumer. The the, the second thing we 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 started to see is that the availability of technology was starting to have an impact on you know, the three key areas of the combined ratio. It was making a difference on the loss ratio, it was making a difference on the acquisition ratio, and it was making a difference on the expense ratio. And it was doing so with the arrival of SaaS contracts and the, the world of um, cloud solutions in a way that was much more accessible and easy to onboard than had ever been the case before. And our view was that in the midst of this very rapid pace of change, the role of the reinsurer would have to evolve as well, because as a player that sits across, you know, uh, all of the different markets in the world and is able to observe these changes and see these companies coming into play, we are a natural conduit to share information about what's happening with the, the companies that we work with. I think we've found uh, over the last uh, three years that the demand for that information has really increased rapidly. And actually, Will, maybe you, you'd like to kind of share some of your, your experience talking, talking with our clients, because I, I think one of the best ways to understand whether our beliefs were right is to try and understand, you know, what the pain points of our clients have been and what it is that they're most interested in. Yeah, definitely, Will. I think um, going back to Dana's point about embedding ourselves not only in, in scores business but kind of really spending a decent chunk of our time with our clients in the market to understand what their tech pain points are so that we can we can bring significant value to them whether it be kind of introducing them to um, insure tech companies in our network that we know all the way along the line to, to more involved projects like working jointly with clients on, on proofs of concept so you know i think um 
particularly in the U.S. market, I've observed over the last three or four years, kind of um, insurers going through a process of understanding what they what they don't know in terms of new technologies that that are at their disposal, whether it's um, you know claims predictive analytics, um, you know microservices that they can plug into their software stack or even launch new lines of business apart from their core software stack unstructured data processing um, so there's just there's a lot of um i would i would call emerging tech that um, i think it's just kind of starting to to come to bear with with insurers um and on the insure tech side i think we we've, we've observed especially recently kind of what we'd call 2.0 models for for all of those technologies across the value chain where um, the data sets that they're accumulating is is getting to be quite predictive um, and can be applied um, kind of across their insurer client basis so you know we, we've covered the the what and the why we'd love now to just kind of take a step back and talk about um you know what we've done over the last three years as a team in terms of you know accomplishments well I, as as you know I'm, I'm i'm british so i start blushing when we, we we talk about that so so maybe dana you should answer that question first <laughs> yeah i'd be happy to um so i've been i've been quite involved with um two of our portfolio companies that both rate credit insurance they both do it in, in quite different segments uh one provides a much needed solution for small businesses um by enabling payment terms following a, a buy now pay later model and the other is helping solar projects uh secure financing through protecting default risk of electricity off taker and I think I'm, I'm quite proud of um, both of these companies. They're run by really strong founders. Um, and I think they're excellent examples of insurance products solving genuine problems, which benefit both social and environmental aims. Um, and uh, if I can also add, these are both uh, award-winning companies. So we're pretty excited about where they're heading into the next couple of years. I guess on my side, what interests me is just the the level of impact that we start to see all of these companies have, and it's not just you know the partners that we have; it, it's the insurance tech sector in general. If I just look at the narrow slice that we work with, we're already seeing that those companies are servicing two hundred thirty thousand or so customers. It's something real in terms of the impact that they're having on consumers. Uh, and similarly, I think they they employ between them about thirteen hundred people. So what's been a fantastic outcome, I think, over the last three years is that things which are delivering value to uh, SCORE and also to, to SCORE's client base start to also make a, a broader impact on, on people as well. So that, that's very rewarding. Mm. And I mean, just to follow on to that, I think it's really exciting what InsureTech has done for the insurance industry as a whole. I think what more than, more than half of the founders of the portfolio companies we work with come from outside of the insurance industry. And so they're bringing fresh perspective into the industry. And I find that really exciting. And, and it's really highlighting that insurance is modern and a great industry to work in. And I think in terms of kind of um, how we bring value to score, I think it's exciting that, you know, when we talk about building the insurers of the future, I think, you know, really all of our portfolio companies in that kind of area, MGAs and CARES, really have, have the potential to be substantial um, future clients of SCORE and, and some are even well on their way already. So really excited for, for kind of the potential and the, the volume that could be generated for SCORE through, through our portfolio companies. So another thing I'd, I'd like to cover with both of you is really um, 
you know, kind of what's what's changed in the insure tech market since we started. There's there's been a ton. So if there's any kind of particular things that, that you think are interesting, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, I think um, I, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll start with the kind of high impact numbers and the, the, the changes is remarkable. I mean, first of all, just in terms of the kind of number of companies that um, we meet, uh, that's new companies we've never met before. When we first got going in 2017, you know, I think we were seeing um, something like 10 to 20 a month. And we're, we're now seeing as, as much as triple that number. It's, it's, it's really astonishing just how much larger the ecosystem has become. And at the same time, we've seen that funding levels have gone through the roof. We're, we're at three times the amount of funding that was there in um, 2017. And what is fascinating is there doesn't seem to be a cap yet. We don't seem to have seen an end of appetite of VCs to engage. We don't seem to have seen an end of appetite of insurers to consider buying solutions so long as those solutions make a genuine difference to how they operate. And we don't seem to have seen the end to a, a strong pathway of new founders, Dana uh, very eloquently said, coming to insurance. And so what's changed, I think, is simply the, the maturity of the ecosystem. And it, it's it's gives us, I think, a, a great deal to offer to our clients who want to know about what's going on, uh, because we, we sit in this uh, kind of global mandate. We're seeing businesses being started in the US, in the UK, in Europe, in areas of Asia. And we have uh, increasingly a very good idea of you know what means that you can trust that a solution is high impact and what makes a, a business a good and sustainable business in this segment. Speaking from the European perspective, uh, we've definitely started to see the emergence of personal line winners. You know, several high profile insure techs have been targeting geographic expansion across the continent recently. Um, you know, so there, there definitely doesn't seem to be um, a slowdown in that respect. Insure techs are also increasingly targeting um, products and solutions that go beyond personal lines. So we've started to see quite a, a lot of submissions uh, that cross into the specialty realm. And I think, you know, half of, we were looking at some numbers um, last week and, and half of the venture deals done in 2020 did not target distribution. Um, so there's definitely a lot of appetite to expand into more niche product lines um, in, in the coming year. I think what I'd add to that um, is, on, on the expansion front is just um, the, the geographic expansion we're seeing in areas kind of outside of North America and, and Western Europe. I think that continues to to accelerate. And, you know, we're, we're particularly excited as a team about um, the Latin American insure tech scene as well as the insure tech scene in, in Asia Pacific. Would love now to chat about um, we're calling as a team um, Ventures 2.0, the ways that we're expanding our mandate over the next three years. Sure. Uh, you know, in, in, in some ways, I think it's um, very simple. Uh, you know, after uh, what has been a, a quite successful uh, start to the, the Ventures franchise at SCORE, uh, we're looking to do more of the same. So it's an expansion of our activities, but in the simple sense of looking to bring more partnerships to life. Uh, and as a result, we're delighted to be, uh, you know, slightly expanding the team and the overall resource available to us to, to make those partnerships happen. I think the, the second thing is our first uh, portfolio of partnerships. There was uh, a weighting towards the first part of our thesis. So we were doing much more in the space of the uh, insurers of the future 
than we were in the West segment. And we'll be looking to rebalance that so that we'll be spending much more time to, probably I say that glibly because it is a huge time commitment to uh, get through these companies and understand what is best in class. But we'll be spending much more of our time as a team looking to find the best possible solutions in claims workflow, in operational segments and so on, so that we can then start matching them to the pain points that our clients have. So I think those are the two biggest changes uh, in terms of how uh, we'll be working. And I, I think it really goes to show school's commitment to venture activities, both in terms of the support that we can give as a company to insure tech entrepreneurs, but also in terms of our commitment to supporting our clients as they understand how software and technology can continue to assist them as they look to innovate and build new platforms to better serve their consumers. And, you know, as we go into what we're calling Ventures 2.0 or, you know, our Ventures activities for the next three years, be interested to know, Dana and Will, you know, what are the themes that you're particularly excited about? And, uh, what do you see as the the areas where there's a lot of room for InsureTech still to grow? I'm I'm pretty pumped about the opportunities that are still yet to come from energy transition. So here I'm talking about renewables, clean energy, um, and even energy efficiency risks. Um, I think there's still a long way to go to uh, develop solutions uh, for these particular assets. Um, and I'm I'm really excited to meet companies operating in this space in the next year. Yeah, and I'd say I'm I'm really excited about um, you know particularly best in class um, solutions across the value chain in um, in geographic markets not named uh, North America and, and Europe, particularly Latin America. I think we've we've started to see some really interesting uh, entrepreneurs kind of building software solutions in Latin America, and then you know, conversely, there's there's several interesting kind of um, what we call thesis one companies. So MGAs and carriers that um, that will be taking a, a deep look at in terms of um, supporting and, and partnering with in, in Latin America. So I'm, I'm particularly excited about that. Oh, and can I can I be cheeky and throw in another one? I'm, I'm pretty excited about companies operating in the payment space. Um, you know, we I saw an infographic the other week um, that said, 40% of insurers still mail out paper checks to their insureds. Um, and I know this is, uh, payments are quite a pain point for, for people and insurers in Asia. Um, so I think that's one of the uh, thesis two focus areas that I'm most excited about. I'm going to cheat slightly and not pick a theme. I think the thing I'm most excited about in the next three years is watching a new class of entrepreneur start companies uh, there are a ton of super smart people who've been working at some of the uh, most prominent insurtechs in the last four to five years, and they are starting to leave and form their own companies. I think they have a unique set of experiences having been through the first insurtech wave, and I'm super excited to see the types of companies that they will build. Thanks both, and obviously there's a there's a ton more we could talk about here, and looking forward to doing that on on future podcasts. But um, want to want to thank both of you um, for for jumping on here with with me today as the the moderator, and um, appreciate uh, folks who who take the time to to listen to this. Thanks. Thanks, Will and Will. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of our guests for joining today. You can subscribe to the Score Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, 
Spotify, or other audio platforms and be our first listener to new episodes. If you want to share your insights with us, then send us a message at scorepodcast at score.com. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode of Score Innovation Podcast.